0: Hello, Soap Chat listeners. It is officially getting to the end of the year, and you know what that means. It is time to look back on our year in soaps for 2019, and it is also the season finale of Soap Chat. This means we won't be returning again until January, sad face. Uh, Before we introduce our co-hosts, we would like to share that this episode is dedicated to the memory of producer Lisa DeGazzotti, who for over three decades produced our favorite moments in daytime drama. She was most recently at The Young and the Restless. Uh, DeGazzotti passed away yesterday uh, at the age of 58 from an illness. Our thoughts and prayers are with her family. Uh, anyway, let's get right into it. Tiggs, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fine, Casey. How
0: are you? I'm doing well. And Rodrigo Farum phelps how are you? <laughs> I'm good, Casey. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing oh, well. Oh, that was a ring. Don't put my name with that, with that lady. We don't with know like, that, yeah. though. We don't know her. Grandma, <laughs> And then the one and the only Dr. Alan Sarapa Quartermain. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: All righty. Well, let's get right into it, shall we? Let's talk some shit. (laughs) So we will start with one of my favorite categories on the list. It goes to all the boss-ass women out there. Best actress in a daytime drama. Tiggs, who are you giving it to this year and why?
1: To Camilla Banners. Because that girl, I look like I, it is not <coughs> a secret. I hated the character again. I couldn't stand her I want her to die. Just that. But, you know, when Will got played killed on, she was like, she was a comfort, she really was. And then Camilla finally don't know how to act.
2: <laughs>
1: and then Ron got up in there. And it was on. I was like, "Oh, okay." And like, she had the best character rejuvenation out of anybody. I'm just like, "Okay, okay, I like this. I like Gabby being a victim. Like, she has taken the place of Alison Twenty on that show. Amen. Like, and she has really rose to the occasion. She has starting shit. She is taking names. She is kicking ass." And then just just her personality even off screen, off the show. Like, I, I love it, but I can't get enough. So I'm just like, okay. Okay, little girl. All right. You know, she's been carrying a on her shoulders for the last year. Because it started last year. Well, 2017, it started deep, But it really picked up in 2018. Yeah, 2018, yeah. It really picked up this year in 2019. She really, really, rose to occasion, and I really appreciate that. Amen. So she is my best actor, Like I want Gabby to be set in Salem, Illinois, because goddamn, I don't care what nobody say. They in Illinois. The closest city is Chicago, in the Midwest. That shit is in Illinois. I don't know what they be talking about. The seven U.S.A. shit is in Illinois. Goddamn. <laughs> I want her to keep continuing in Salem, <laughs> Illinois, ablaze for many, many
0: years to come. And then, Rodrigo, what about you? Who is your best actress of 2019? Well, it's not going to be a surprise for anybody that follows me. Um, the best actress of 2019
1: is Marla West. Yes, and yes. I, I will keep saying that until she wins another Emmy. Um, Mara West, I was going to say Camilla. I was going to say her until this last week with Marla West. Oh, um. The woman just, she just, she's a definition of a professional soap actress. She is, she comes to work no matter what they give her. She just knocks it out of the park. These last scenes, from the beginning of the year with the effects of Ryan and killing Eve and Kiki and Ava just has been through a downward spiral ever since, and the culmination of it just spiraled out of control. With now Nicholas back in town, and <laughs> he's dead. Those scenes between her and Marcus Coloma and Cynthia Watros and Jimmy Francis, uh, she has elevated herself in this story, and. I don't. She is like someone said, the Beverly McKenzie of daytime right now. Like she is that bitch. I'm like, I'm sorry, she is a a dynamic act. Like she she does anything you give her, and just Ava's just transformation. It's been great to watch. I'm loving these scenes she's doing right now. Even with Nicholas doing that to her, as messed up as it was, it just brought, it's it's elevated her and more or less is the best actress in daytime in the 2019 period. Why not? I will agree with that while we go. More is the best actress in daytime, but I just thought of it when it came to Camilla like. She then really came the fuck through. Came the fuck through. Between and then I wouldn't even mad if Camilla wins or gets nominated wins because she is that good too. Oh, she deserves it. She deserved it. But Laura, just when you think Ava is down, just oh no, no, just close, uh, just when you think she is like down now, Laura just brings a new personality
0: to it, Well, and I'm just going to state the obvious. Mara West carries General Hospital on her shoulders. I mean, she 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 is the only driving factor that keeps... You know, I look all over Twitter, and I mostly see that, like, Mara West is keeping people watching. I would say she gets the most... Well deserved applause and roses thrown at her, and everything else on Twitter than anybody else in that whole cast. Because, oh, Lord man. knows, we ain't praising Kelly oh, Monica. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: People love Becky. She's another one. Yeah, Becky, you heard of Goddamn that. Yeah, she's up yeah. there. Uh-huh. She's I love Becky Hurts. Oh. She's so actors. underrated who will always be supporting actresses, like Kelly Sullivan.
1: Girl, you want to, girl, you will always be a supporting actress. I'm sorry to tell you, girl, but you will be. Amelia Highley, y'all may disagree with me, but she another one. She is a supporting actress and a lead role. She will always be a supporting actress. Amelia Highley will never, ever drive story, and that's why she's never been picked to be Victoria Victorian. Point blank, period. Never. She ain't got the range. She got the to be supported, but that's about can't really carry a show on her back like
0: all I think Amelia. I think Amelia can drive a story, but she certainly can't carry a whole show like Amara West or a Camilla Benoose or anything like that. But I think she can drive a story. She just can't drive multiple stories because you know you think about it. Mara West, Ava is driving multiple stories. Even Nicholas's return is mainly revolving around her because she spent Nicholas's final moments with him before he faked his death.
1: Exactly. And Mars is just one of those actresses, no matter how shitty the writing is, and I have put up with a lot of shitty Ava writing throughout the years since Ron left, but Mar just elevates that material where you just don't see it as shitty anymore because she just comes in and she is going to give it all her all she has because that's what she does. She is an actress. She, no matter how horrible the writing is, it's not her job to write. She's always said that. I do not write the show. I come on I come on that set, and whatever they want me to play, I will play it. And she finds a way to do it. And people need to, like, watch what she does because she's just elevating the game and she's still doing it 20 years later,
0: so... Well, and let that be a lesson, too, because, you know, if you're not a Don Hastings who, like, was an actor but also wrote, like, As the World Turns for six months because he was also a writer, or if you're not, like, a Christopher Goutman who first started out as an actor and then did directing, if you... <laughs> Uh, if you uh, don't okay, uh, okay uh, no, uh, I gotta uh, let I, uh, I. Uh, no, uh, uh, no fuck uh, that fuck that. Mm. fuck that fuck Christopher Gap Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. Well, he's not really <laughs> my type, but oof. Um, uh-huh. So... <laughs> um, hey, type y'all. Who wants that? <laughs> you know, truth, you know, but my point man. was, you know. Actors, especially with soap operas, and especially these new kids, have to learn from Mara that she knows she is an actress, okay, so she is there to act, and that's what her check is for. You know that's what Disney's writing her that check for is to be Ava Dam Jerome. They are not writing her a check to be up in that writer's room so and you know what she is somebody. <laughs> Exactly, job. you know your place.
1: Shut the fuck up.
0: up. hmm go home. And, yeah. Well, so anyway, Alan... Alan, who was your best actress in 2019? Was it Melissa Claire Egan? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I like Melissa Clare Egan, but Chelsea such a bad
1: character. <laughs> it was Linky band, Stacey Hyde, for my best actress, and I will Stacey Hyde... She's like,
0: two roles are written by someone else and has done them brilliantly.
1: Get out of my head. Ah. Yes, she, she's so good. She's every scene she's in. Yes.
0: I love Stacey. I and love that's her. exactly who i have And, you know, it was hard because Mara exactly. is my favorite soap actress of all time. And um, Camila was... I would say she was the most improved actress. So I didn't want to give her the best yet because I just can't ignore Stacy. I mean, my god, stepping into a role first of all portrayed by soap queen Eileen Davidson was difficult enough.
1: Stepping into Eileen's shoes.
0: But I can't no. even imagine Eileen no. playing Kristen right now. I can't imagine it. I really cannot because Stacy has made that role her own. And she yeah, shines Martin, through. She's so powerful. It's amazing. One of the best, best recasts this past decade. Like, J- amen. I said on Twitter the other day, I'm like, I love Alice the We're going to just, make you Natalion, dye her hair blonde, and she's Samantha Jane. And she showed the fuck good. Her and Sweeney are only three years apart in age. She showed the fuck good. And she can say hi to Marlena I'm like, with those severe. I'm like, I'm no, fuck that.
1: If Eileen Davidson can get recast, a goddamn
0: Short oh yeah, and you know that Ron. What the fuck you, mean?
1: you 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 mean to yeah. tell me that motherfucking Ali Davidson can get recast and 20k? I love that. I, I love her. I do. I, do. I don't. I don't want to wait until August. That. I don't wait till August to see Alice. Exactly. Like she's like, 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 coming for another eight months. She ain't coming to Hollywood like a month yeah. off.
0: And Sammy because, is uh, too why? important.
1: Because she's so we like, yeah, like, we've got these these actors, we have out-of-act-work soap actors that could do the job, that could be Sammy Bray. Exactly. And has got 93
0: jobs. Who yeah. was it yeah. that yeah. mentioned um, Jessica Collins? Alan, was that you who mentioned yeah, Jessica Collins? That was
1: pretty good.
0: I think she'd be perfect. Are you kidding? about Yeah. I never watched Lovey. But oh, I, never, oh, I Lovey, love her as my cause, daughter now. Like I said, I couldn't stand Avery's right in the end. I couldn't stand her. I liked Avery oh, towards I the know, end. But Donna Lee's a good actor. Donna Lee was my girl. Donna Lee. Jessica
1: Collins were my... Soul. Her, Laura Wright, those... Amelia Hiley, those things. Oh, okay. I'm uh, not <laughs> Her, Laura... I heard Laura, Laura Wright was kind of horrible. She got over a guy in life. I love her. Yeah, because yeah, she, was, she was Kim Zimmer. She learned other people. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, she was Kim Zimmer. She was Kim Zimmer. Of course you don't know. See, Kim, know, Zimmer was not about, <laughs> Kim Zimmer was not about to have a heifer, seeing then, her chances of another you know, Emmy. And then Amelia Hanley, she came over to all my children. She learned other Marcy Walker's ideas. Because, yeah. see, let me tell you, if <laughs> Laura Wright would have continued to be bad, Kim Zimmer would have picked up one of those five hundred and eighty-three Emmys and tossed one at her head. She would have killed yeah,
1: her. Damn right. <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus Christ, what I, are I, you I, doing? I'm sorry. That was, that was a ghost. that was Laura Rice. Yeah. <laughs> that was Laura Rice. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm up here cooking, y'all. I'm sorry. Laura uh, Rice, is I,
1: don't, talk, don't talk about her head.
0: Supposed to be doing a podcast. You know, y'all complain about the audio. Complain about Tig's trying to be a chef. <laughs> uh. I, I'm cooking for my man and my best friend. Like, we got some steaks up in here. I'm making some roasted potatoes and some broccoli and shit. What do you mean, your I'm best friend? I'm not... What do you mean, your best friend? I'm not over there right now. I'm not my best friend shit in my brain. Well, anyway, um... Let's move on to our next category, Best Actor. Uh, Rodrigo, let's start with you. Who was your best actor in the soap opera this past year? Well, I had a hard time with this category.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think people will be surprised
0: who i pick, but i pick William DeVry. Oh. Hospital. Oh. Yes. Really? Because, I'm about yes. to cut your mic. I'll tell
1: you. I will tell you why. I will tell you why. I picked him. Julian, Durant, as a character that should have been written off years ago, amen. After that, after that Alexis fiasco, he turned something in this character this year. Turned it around this year. Like the character of Julian went from he wanted to be a good guy and do right and own a bar and. But then the townspeople would come in his bar and disrespect the fuck out of him, his own place. And Julian's had to take it because oh I'm a, I'm a good guy. I want to be a good guy. I'm Julian. People think I, you know, they, they 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 they're getting on me for trying to stab Alexis and slit her throat and all this stuff. And <laughs> I'm trying to be a good guy. And then he you know, he thinks the love of Kim was gonna save him and
0: Charlie and all this. <coughs> that damn Brad then got him into this fucking mess with this baby when he's trying to do good he's trying to do good Brad just wanted for Julian to
1: people forget Brad got him involved Julian did not want to get involved with this mess he was not involved in this he was not involved in this until Brad got him in there and then just brought back the old Julian Jerome back because Brad just drove him to the point where he wanted to kill his ass because you got me involved with this baby, who was the, the, the grandson of my enemy, and you want to get me in a mess, and I'm trying to have a good relationship with my kids, but William just, like, took this character from being this good guy back to being this evil, <laughs> when he messed with Brad's brakes, causing that act, with the accident and all that. I just thought William just took that character that could have been written off so easily and just made this it was like a revamp of that Julian Jerome character and I just out of all the actors and like I said it was hard for me to choose I could have cho- I could have gone the easy route with Peter Bergman
2: Cordelia uh,
1: yeah the, the same old people but like I just went a little bit different this year with someone I think deserves a little bit of recognition more in daytime. So I'm going for him as, I have him again in a later category, but the best actor, this
0: one Well, you know, Rodrigo, I'm kind of not mad at that, because you explained it well, and it started to make sense. And I have to say, you know, one of the top interesting stories that I think Ron Calavarti ever told was the Jerome siblings. Um, and I think now to have the Jerome siblings, in my opinion, as again, the most interesting part of General Hospital is interesting. It kind of recalls Ron's tenure there. Um, yeah. and a lot revolves around them again, which is nice because honestly, Julian could have been written now and I wouldn't have cared. Um, but now they've really revamped that character. So yeah, good pick. Um. I am choosing Mark Grossman um, as Adam Newman on The Young and the Restless. I think the reason he is the best actor is because they threw a lot at him right away. They asked this soap opera newcomer to step into one of the biggest roles on The Young and the Restless in recent years. And they asked him to take all that shit from the boob grabbers fans, well the alleged boob grabbers fans, and they just expected this story to work. And you know, the Adam story I think started off strong. There were some hiccups in between. Uh but Mark Grossman just kept trekking along and he did a phenomenal job. I totally buy him as Adam Newman now, even though the story isn't there for him sometimes. And he's got great chemistry with everybody. So yeah, Mark Grossman is my pick. Uh, Tiggs, what about you? Who was your best actor in Soaps this past year?
1: My best actor is Brandon Barash. He hit the ground running. From the moment he became Stephen Demiro.
2: he took it home. He Good took bit. it home. He didn't miss a beat. He took a character that could have been
1: just a blip on the radar. And he really took Stephen to new heights. He had chemistry with Camillo right off the bat. He made, like, Stephanie Gabby a very popular couple. Like, probably Cook first he had a little bit with Camillo. He had a little bit going on on his way out the door. But Brandon really took that shit and he, he worked it. He really did. He salvaged a shit character. And I can't wait to see him back on my screen again in 19 months. But I really. <laughs> I I appreciate what he did because he could have just came in and just said, Oh yeah, you only got me here for a little while. I'm just booking this gig. I got this baby. Let me go ahead and pay cursing this child support, whatever, whatever. And he could just did his thing and just went home. But he really committed to it. And I appreciate that. But he was my best actor.
0: And then Alan, who was your best actor of this past year in Soaps?
1: John Lindstrom.
0: Ooh, good choice. He's like two choice. characters that are very different. And you can tell it on his face when he's playing Ryan and when he's playing
1: Kevin. That is, and okay, he's so brilliant at it. The physical difference between them. Yeah, he has, he's, I think he's deserves an Emmy for, it's more, it's, you know it's more, it's more, it's kind of
0: wonky at the end there. It's a little, it's, it's more, it's brilliant. I think he deserves an Emmy. Great choice. Well, now it's time we get to our worst acting categories. And I cannot wait to hear what you guys picked. We're going to start out with worst actress in a daytime drama for 2019. Alan, who you got? Kelly (laughs) Monaco. She
1: does not want to be there anymore. She She should quit. And get a real estate license, bitch. If you want to be able to leave, God, it's looked bored at every scene. It's painfully obvious that she doesn't want
0: to be there. God, she's gonna kick the shit out of you. <laughs> <sighs>
1: well, she's gonna be she what, maybe one of her boobs? I don't know. Well, she <laughs> probably just hit me the shit. I'm 5'4". four. She could kick my ass. Okay, tell so go, come get me.
0: Oh, Rodrigo, who do you have as the worst actress on the four soaps from this past year? Oh god. Um, I chose
1: Michelle Ogrius. And she plays Kendra. Oh, she did play Kendra on General Hospital, so they killed
0: her off. I thought you were to say Michelle Stafford. (laughs) Oh no. Um no, I, I would choose Michelle Stafford for actress that you're wasting her damn time with, but that's another category. Uh, but
1: no, Michelle Agrias, Kendra, <clears throat> that whole dialogue, court Nancy had to sit there and watch you act badly in front of her, snots and all. Um,. Thank you, new writers, for ending this terrible storyline because I know if Shelly Alvin was still on here, this would still be going on. And <laughs> I would never see the end of this. But this storyline came out of nowhere. This baby wasn't ready to be acting on this stories. She didn't know where she was half the time. She was acting with, in front of funeral plots. And talking to herself and trying to be a villain when it was maybe you just don't know how to be a villain you just don't know how to act so thank you to Chris and Dan O'Connor for ending this dumb shit as soon as possible so I don't have to go through this with this girl so but she was the worst actress in and she wasn't even on the show that long. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like, uh, That is a monumental feat, Michelle, that you were able to be worst actress in 2019, but we'll be on the show for three months, three, four months. But congratulations. Thank you.
0: Well, so mine was pretty interesting. Because if I had went with my original one, I'm pretty sure I would not be alive tomorrow. Um, <laughs> My original choice So I'll tell you my original choice first And then I'll tell you the one I ended up picking My original choice And I shit you not Was Eva LaRue uh, oh. Be- oh. Yeah. yeah I can see that I, Yeah wow, I, I just was, yeah, she wasn't great. She When I heard that <laughs> When I heard that Eva was coming back To daytime I was absolutely ecstatic I was like you know, this role is going to be great as Celeste Rosales. I can see her being the mother of that wrecked shop, which I've always liked those roles. Um, and I can see her just really kicking ass. You know, there were rumors about a Jack and Celeste romance, which was nice because it was finally age appropriate. And he, was, he wasn't dating somebody old enough to be his great grandchild. Um, and then we got her and, uh, yeah. So anyway, she is a very close second, but the one I picked was Anna Grace Barlow, who played Zoe Day on YNR. She was the girl who Theo and Kyle got drunk in New York, and she came back to spike the drinks at the Grand Phoenix opening. What a mess. I mean, she must have been Charity Raymer's sister. I don't know how she got her foot in the door. But enough of that, and I'm tired of the Young and the Restless casting department. They need to get rid of who they have, and they need to get somebody else because it's just well, not. I was working. a time, Mark Rose, so that's a plus, brother It's kind of <laughs> no, no, uh, 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 Alan. We already know, even a broken clock is right twice
1: a day, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Alrighty, and Tiggs, who do you have for the worst actress in daytime of 2019? Kelly Monica. You too. I don't watch <laughs> like that. No, fuck that. No, fuck that. You are a high-profile
1: character on this damn show. I don't give a damn what you don't like, and I don't care who you I don't care if they fire your boyfriend or they will play you with your boyfriend. I'm sure Billy Miller got some good dicks. I don't care. The job is to act. Act, the bitch. Act like you want to suck Steve Burton's dick. I know
2: you don't want to.
1: Hell, we don't want you to.
0: But you act like
1: you want to suck his dick. Shit. (laughs) do bet this game. Fuck that. You're bitch. This ain't sports
0: illustrated. You don't want to be there no more. Tigs, you need to direct porn. I swear. Tigs, you need to direct some porn. Everybody said that over the years. I thought about it. (laughs) I should have did it five, six years
1: ago I
0: was Well, now we get to the men of this side of things for worst actor in a drama series. Um, I'll kick us off. I picked Daniel Goddard from The Young and the Restless. Um, he's never really been my favorite. There were times that I thought he kind of improved. But this year, my lord, poor Beth Maitland, having to stomach him. And then um, his, like, last month on the show, especially when they did the story of, like, Colin and the Maldives, and he was like, I'm going to clear my name! And, oh, Lord, he chewed up all the scenery, packed it in his suitcase, and took it with him when he cleaned out his dressing room. Um, Just absolutely terrible. He forgot where he was, and oof, what a mess. Uh, Tix, who was your worst actor in the drama series for 2019?
1: My worst actor... I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Even this for well, eight years, he can't act. If a Chandler Master being lazy as hell, that makes me worse. Freddie Smith can't act. The motherfucker can't act. Oof. I'm tired of it. Sonny should have been killed off the recast at least four five years ago. I would have took God Wilson and Sonny. Shit. I don't care. I, he can't act. He can't act. He never could, he never can't, he never will. You've been standing
0: around
1: the likes of Wally Kirk
0: and Judy motherfucking Evans. And you still can't? Bye. 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 He <laughs> got the nerve to have a he got the to have an Emmy too. The lip is Shit, Rodrigo, <laughs> we all got Emmys on this podcast. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> My goodness. See, I I lost I lost all faith in the Emmys when that goddamn Brittany Allen won one. I said, you know
0: what fuck the Emmys. Fuck and see, I lost faith them. in the fuck Emmys. Them. Fuck, them. fuck them. I lost faith and in the Emmys in long ago. Like, How the fuck you get this little girl? Who the fuck? Because you didn't ask shit to
1: arm my shoulder. How you get this? You fuck somebody. You fuck somebody. I know you
0: I felt that in my heart. She fucked somebody. Charles Pratt Jr. There you go. She hopped up on that dude. Her, and, her and Bruce the upset of the millennium.
1: Like, mm-hmm. Y'all
0: got me fucked up. Like, uh-huh. See, and many people disagree me with so me, good. but I lost faith in the Emmys around the time where Erica Slezak beat out Leslie Charlson the year it was Monica's breast cancer storyline. I was like Erica Slay's that girl, I love you. You are one of the best, most legendary actresses yeah. to ever do it. But you telling me you beating out Leslie Charleston who took up that robe and asked Alan point blank if he could ever love a woman with no breast. I mean, ugh. Get out of bed. That my was Samia
1: and Grandma lost to Justin D's. was I I remember this. They they both lost. I was I was two pigs.
0: Yeah I was, <laughs> Like get out of here It's Ugh. just
1: one of those things Where it's just like Justin D's got a shit ton, Eric got a shit ton. Tony Giri been like you know what
0: Here girl take I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sit this one out I'm gonna sit this one out <laughs> Oh lord Ugh. And then Rodrigo Your worst actor Of 2019 Oh um. I keep beating up
1: on this baby, but he was still on the show this year, so I gotta keep beating him up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Garrett Stiff as Oscar, <laughs> as Oscar, or Gerald Oscar. Oh my god! When that baby died, I was like, "Thank you, Jesus," because I couldn't take any more of this show being led by this boy. This boy got this show handed into handed to him. He had a whole storyline handed to him and he didn't know how to act one goddamn second. Tamar Braun, those are the people that 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 held him down because they were like, ooh, baby, you was not <laughs> you were not doing your job. We're gonna have to do it for you. Because it was just painful, 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 and then when he died, his, his death episode, which I, you know, I must admit, that was a great episode, a standalone. because he died. But <laughs> the, actors, the, actors, from the other actors, elevated that story, not him. The other actors elevated that episode. I was just glad he was gone because I couldn't, I couldn't take another minute of him. The
0: and whole entire credit.
1: Damn you, Frank Valentini, for turning the show over to a little teenager that doesn't know where he, where he was at the time. But, yeah, Garen Stiff, I'm
0: sorry, baby, You're not on the show no more, but you were the worst. And okay. now he's acting like, he reminds me a lot of Jonathan McClendon from okay. Days of Our Lives, because now yeah, he is... Yeah, yeah he is like out him. here trying to make a check now with these albums. I was like, get out of here. Get out. Leave. You better
1: stick to singing, baby. That's what you love to
0: do is sing. Just sing. No, he do needs to go out. back to the burger joint making $9 <laughs> an hour making me a burger. See if he can don't do shit. No, I authority, but they don't want to let that, like, scare shit. No one. Ugh. Allegedly, I'll say. Okay. Allegedly.
1: Yeah, ale- allegedly. Yeah, I was told, that, yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Ooh. Thank you. Ooh. Thank you for your services. Thank you. Go play on a Prospect Park <laughs> show, Dan. <laughs> <sighs> well, Alan, go ahead, serve it up. Worst actor in soaps this past year? Kayla or Matt, <laughs> you're
1: thinking of bitch. If you have one of those folks seen to squit, you know, the a cocky boy scene, sit on Boomer deck, do it. God. <sighs> The only thing that said that motherfucker was him taking his shirt off uh, last week. I was like, okay, yeah, man, now Will can, Will can say shirtless. Now, if he gonna think about peace, he can think about peace all day, he's gonna be butt-ass naked. Okay, yeah. I can get, I can get you with this shit. peace, motherfucker. I Chandler Chandler, Chandler hit okay. shit.
0: I'm I just saying, with break break. Chant and Alan... That, that's what pissed me off. That's what pissed me off last week. Clyde
1: said, Will on 30, why are you so scared of this old-ass man when you over there like If you don't sit
0: your ass down, some you don't you. Like, this is I'm not Stefano DiMera. I'm sick so like, of the elderly villains. always thinking they can push their
1: weight around. I'm, I'm just confident he did at the end of this. He's a child molester. He a baby well, napper. He's a most he's a woman-beater. He is the most he, he makes oh. Stefano he oh. look like goddamn Paul Kettel. Fuck that. He got to
0: everybody. Well, no, we, we need a the Bible. They're quiet that bad. Kiss my ass. He is disgusting. You know who okay. should... He is okay. Disgusting. He's vile. You don't mean to tell me you don't think he
1: molested Jordan several times when she was a little girl Was the was a part yeah. of the reason we she was so kind of canon. No. Wait, like, well, what would you say... Yeah, I think that's canon. Jordan. Yeah, well, it's like, no, he's vile. He's disgusting. He's Ray Gardner from All My Children. No, oh, he man. got a death. Exactly. <laughs> he has a death. Fuck that. Ooh. God damn it. If you had him try to kill Sierra and then kill him, kill
0: him, end it, end it. Let us pray. Let us pray. And every time that I watch scenes of Robert Scott Wilson, and I didn't. Is it just me or does Robert Scott Wilson's acting get worse every time he is in a scene where it's a Clyde and Ben scene? Like, I feel like he's held back. And, you know, Rob has grown as an actor so much from his days at All My Children. And, Tiggs, if you don't turn off your fucking microwave. (laughs) My bad, y'all. I won't be saying potatoes. Get your pizza uh, rolls. Uh, Get your pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. I am, very, I am very June Cleaver in this motherfucker. No, you're Nancy Hughes, <laughs> darling. You are Nancy Hughes. <laughs> Nancy Hughes just cooked, like, I don't know, uh-huh, see Big Chris, he died for me
1: cooking
0: up for him. <laughs> Good morning, dear. <laughs> <laughs> she made meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Helen Wagner. Okay, well, Alan, we'll get off that subject, and we will turn you over to talk about your best story pick for Soaps in 2019.
1: Well, there wasn't exactly a lot to pick from. It's different to say Soaps this here. But I time jump. I mean, we're only to jump ahead a year. No other show will be hooking at the ball to do this. You know, awesome not do We have a rest the dates do this. did it, and I fucking... I'm generally loving it. Except for the fucking none shit. I don't care about that, really. You're behind here. But it's a good way to reset the show. Get people interested again. Get last viewer tuning in. End, and having fucking Steve at 7-0... It's a genius. It's a brilliant way to troll the fucking stainless stands. So they fucking deserve it. You crazy bitches. <laughs> the got what we wanted, but... And not really. really uh-huh. uh, what, what, what you, don't you love how all, all, all the stainless found? Oh, no, we're just happy he's that hard screen. Oh, no, we ready for that. That's not what y'all was saying. God, That's not what y'all was, all was God, God, saying. So, y'all saying. thirsty ass. I can't stand that man, Oh.
0: Well, Rodrigo, what story couldn't you stand just like the Stela fan base this past year and so? Oh, wait, no. What's your best story? I'm the wrong transition. Oh, just like Bruce Jenner, I'm the wrong transition. The
1: best story, and I agree with Alan, is the time jump on Days well Lives. Um, that has, the just from the the way it's driving fans crazy. Alone, Twitter is all over the place. Um, Ron just does something. He just turns daytime on, on its head, and these stories have turned the show and just moved it to a new direction. It's a brand new show. It's a lot of things are happening now. Whether you like some of the stories or not, it's in your face. It's
0: something new. You know. That's how I felt about sucking dick at first. It's in my face. It's something new.
1: It's something new. It's like
0: it's. Wait 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 wait. Kathy, what'd you say, that <laughs> I said that's how I felt about sucking dick at first. It's in my face. It's something ah. new. <laughs> oh oh, well, see, I felt right the same way about
1: your ass. Yeah. Oh, Lord, <laughs> so the day... The day's time jump is creating a lot of buzz. The ratings... Yeah, the ratings have gotten a little better from it. Um... I think more eyeballs should be watching. That's another story. But... Yeah, it is the best. It's the most talked about. Like Ellen said, it's nothing... There it hasn't been any stories, really. In 2019, that blew me away. Um but this time jump is just is, is in the right direction of the show because a lot of things are going to be happening for 2020 that's setting up. So, yeah, the time jump.
0: And then, Tiggs, what about you? Do you agree for a three-peat or do you have a different choice? I
1: definitely have a three-peat. The time jump is brilliant. It's excellent. Like, Okay. I graded when Alan had the uh, poll on Twitter. I did grade like a B. It's not an A because a lot of the stuff. It's like okay, uh, you have your little. Cause I already, I knew going into it when I heard about it back in August. I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, and then I got to hear about Justin Kaylor. I'm like, I ain't gonna like this shit. I ain't gonna like this shit. I ain't gonna like this shit. I ain't going. Like but the majority of it is good. You know, I'm so happy a lot of the stuff people have to see on screen. I didn't want to see and Dine on screen or the baby switch, because it is a baby switch, motherfucker. I don't care what y'all think, but some of them talk to me on Twitter. They come up, oh, I really want the do to turn out to be you know, Sarah. And, well, no. What did she say? She said something just outlandish. I was like, Look, that baby is Brady and Christmas and Vans are sold up with Sarah. Shit. We can see it from a mile away. Damn it. And then everybody walking around for a whole year. Y'all been walking around for a whole year. And none of you motherfuckers didn't realize this one ho. got kiss my ass, kiss my ass. And nobody knows this one home please. You know little shit like that. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. But I, I applaud these. and I applaud NBC because I heard that in the past, they once in a time where me kept saying no. But they finally said yes this time. So I applaud them and the show that got renewed so we can see Woo! what's gonna happen next. G H needs to do all the soap needs to do a time jump shit. All of them.
0: Specifically
1: bold. Look at that shit.
0: Bold needs to go back that's in why, time. That, that's why that that's why when our homeboy
1: Ask us. Lord, For a minute. What's his name, y'all? I
0: can't think of his name. I'm going to I can't think of his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, who? They want to talk about both all the time. Oh, Matt Hanvey? Uh, Matt, Matt. I'm yeah, so sorry, Matt. Man. I'm so we sorry. love Don't you, Matt. Blame the box, please. Matt,
1: I'm so sorry. By
0: the but way, Matt. Like, well, why does Brad Dale get such a bad
1: rap from everybody? I'm like, because... He learned from his daddy and he fucking knows better. That's why. I've watched both of 98. He can write this so opera. He just chooses not to. So, no. He don't get no damn pass. That motherfucker's last name is Dale. He don't get no pass. You know better than that. a 30-minute show. I don't give a fuck. It was a 30-minute show back in 98 when I started watching, and Taylor had tuberculosis, and was giving birth to twins. And Amber was causing all kinds of shit. And it was a good goddamn soap opera. So you don't give me that shit. You ain't got lazy, motherfucker. That's all that is. And if that's the case, you can let Michelle Babel John care to write that goddamn show. And hey, you just be the executive producer, and you done ran, cracked you hey, all off. Who needs to be at one or not? Goddamn, Dina Higley. Steve Kent, don't let me walk California. Kick his ass.
0: Don't let me walk California. Dina Goddamn Higley. I really Did hope,
1: you hope that you're not going to get money
0: Bullshit. See, and you know, I Brad.
1: After taking to this shit, and it would be a better story Bible than what Dina Higley present to some damn Steve Kent. He will kiss my ass. I should've been a head writer in my life because I should have been I fired, be I, I, I and, fired and hired as much times as I want because that is the only profession <laughs> where you can get fired so many times and get rewarded with another job. I, I just don't I don't get it.
0: Well, Mike, Daytime's we remember the only
1: genre that does this. Daytime's the only genre that allows this dumb shit.
0: You know, we've always, always heard I think exactly answer to is "lead." Not a lot of people want to be headlighter It's very stressful. It's kind of like
1: a no-win job. The fans are hate you regardless of what you do. It pays well, apparently. I think it's like thirty thousand a week.
0: Well, I mean, we've always 30, heard that Dina pitch as well. These stupid motherfuckers keep wearing the same bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> if all the writer over certain age, i like, you know what? I'm a little old. Can we get a young bitch in here? Sarah Babel. Bitch Sarah me. Babel. A young, bitch in here, a young bitch to help me. I'm
1: like, okay, what y'all kids talking about now? Y'all do what? Okay,
0: let's practice some physicality. Okay. All right. Sarah Cut. Babel needs to, to be right print. in the Young and the motherfucker. It doesn't make
1: me no. feel good Jane's James Harden Brown. Is your savior at the end of the run. I, I just I just don't I
0: know. You me. know he's gonna be head rider. I, I, I don't hear any of that, but, he, you, I don't but he is seventy he is
1: seventeen years old. He I can't know well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah,
0: yeah. He yeah. is seventy. But you know what's I, so I, great man, about what's great about James though? Out there. Are, I know
1: there are some press writers that
0: want to write a show, here's what ladies. I think that's the point, they're lazy.
1: They, they want, want to, to write a show. They don't want to train nobody. That's the thing. That's the reason why we've gotten these hacks so much over the last 20 years. They don't want to train anybody to write a soap opera because it's easier to write a movie. It's easier to write a weekly TV show, but it's hard to write a soap opera. So they just like, well, we don't feel like training these motherfuckers. So, okay, so h- how many soaps you been kill? Oh, you killed two, but you know how to write, right? Okay, get your ass in here in this room. That's all they care about. It's like, no, fuck that. Uh, Judge, the same thing as Will Turner's in when they got Holden Shepard, God it. It's like, I no. Say, you got Holden Shepard, and they paired him heart. with Gene Passanante. Yeah. Cause I've always said Gene Passanante, she was never meant to be a head writer. You give her a long story, and she can break that shit down like she's in the talking contest. Same thing with Shelly Long. Shelly Long was never meant to be a head writer. You killed Ryan Harrison, bitch. You was never meant to be a head writer, so fuck you. Okay? 25 years and I'm still mad. I was 10 or 11 years old and I was pissed at Ryan Harrison's bitch. I'm still
0: mad. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Well, and but you anyway. know, here's the thing about James, though. I know that a lot of people are hesitant because he's old and we feel like we're going back to the same old, same old. But James can write, though. That's the thing about James. He is very creative. You know, he... Hold on. He is very creative. He is one of the best writers in the genre's history. But what I think will happen is that he will be there with Sarah Babel. I honestly think they will promote Sarah Babel to head writer and have James as her co-head writer. I love her. I just...
1: I know she ain't gonna deal too good with too many cooks in the kitchen, but Sarah, girl, keep the head up, girl, get that check, girl, get that check. Like, what? Well, I don't know if Sarah was gonna get up, well, I don't know her freaking breakdown writer? Once she was an associate head writer, so I don't know if
0: she's gonna run it. She should be, but, mm, And I know they really like that Amanda L. Beal, and I do too. I love Amanda. Um, I'll take her, here. Yeah. Melinda Hensley, I like her too. Shout out to Melinda. I love you, girl. Um,
1: let, let's get over there. it God damn it. God damn it. We would take Squidward from SpongeBob, God damn it. We would take anybody, okay? Before we did Anybody. Yeah. Any goddamn body. Shit. You can get like Shri Rao. We not to get out like oh, of is route, for Sharon. Like Shreem out is out there still. Right. Like um, yeah, yeah. the general hospital savior. It's oh like, my God. The way
0: he wrote nice shit. Oh, oh nice shit oh, nice. was so good. Okay. but um. well, anyway, <laughs> so let's get back on track here. So now it's time to discuss the worst stories, which, dear God in heaven, there are a shit ton to choose from. I think, honestly, creatively, this was the worst year in daytime history, creatively. Um, and there's a lot to choose from. So, my worst story of 2019 is Catherine Chancellor's Will RepCon. Um, where do I even begin? Well, I guess I'll begin with this. It destroyed the legacy of Bill Bell's diverse set of the young and the restless. It absolutely destroyed it. Josh Griffith did not care how much having a black billionaire in daytime meant to the Young and the Restless viewers, which, by the way, the Young and the Restless has always been mostly made up of black female viewers. And in two months, Josh Griffith destroyed that whole entire thing. Another thing is... Talking about it in is no, no. Doing... You story, but you wrote it, you
1: wrote the story, though.
0: Yes. I you you wrote it. Notice that Sally Sussman's original thought process was to have Devon go broke because she didn't like that either. But then Sis thought a little bit more about what that would do, and she wanted to create a timely story with Devon rather than having him lose his money. Now CBS, you know. Decided not to move forward with her doing Devon being shot by a white police officer, which would have saved her tenure and been absolutely groundbreaking. Because honestly, that shit on days, I still didn't really like that story. um, The way it was told. But anyway, so if Sally Sussman, who wanted to originally tell the story of Devon losing his billions, decided to back up because she knew the impact then why did Josh Griffith not do the same? You have destroyed the legacy of Catherine Chancellor. You have forever wounded the diverse legacy that Bill Bell left behind. And you also, even though I never liked his character, you wounded the character of Kane furthermore for no reason. And then this, to me, was one of the most... Horrific parts of the whole story was you had Jill defending Catherine's retcon of her will. Jill literally was telling Devon like, "Oh, you know, you should really think about this. You know, if the money turns out not to be yours, you should really give it." T-. I wanted Devon to slap the shit out of Jill Foster. Wanted him to slap the shit out of her. But anyway. I better get off my soapbox Alan what was your worst story of 2019 in soaps Franco
2: Gump <laughs> the thought of thought. Ah. the thought
1: of transferring memories into another person's mind is actually not a bad soap idea that could work for right writer that Shelly and Chris could pull shit off fucking mean, having Kim rake Franco out mind. It was just frustrating. And you comparing Franco that Drew being like trans and stuff like that. It was just disgusting. It was so terrible. Was, why would you do tell like this? The way to tell a story would have been like Franco and Drew fall in love with. That would have been palatable. This is
0: gross. Amen. Tiggs, what was your worst story in soaps of this past year?
1: Jobs Griffith reset the young little back in 2013.
0: Oh, you went with the whole damn show. Banned. Okay. <laughs> yes, I went with the whole damn
1: show. Billy Morning did deal you like she just died last week, but she been dead for six years. Shut your ass up. Nobody cares. Resetting Chelsea back to when she was lying to Adam when about Connor when she was with Dylan. This is stupid. Like no. 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 Adam and Sharon, no. I don't care. Let Sharon Case have Mark Wilson in the world life. She fucking life she don't need show. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. For Sharon to be with Adam at this point. It, I don't give a damn. How much chemistry they got? I don't care. It doesn't make sense. Same thing with Nick and Phyllis. Phyllis is arguably the smartest person in the Why would she go back to Nicholas? Why? This is stupid. She would go back to Jack before she went back to Nicholas. It does not make
0: sense. Why? She should go back to Jack. Now she
1: does something he doesn't approve of. He leaves her. And she gets all whiny and insecure. Like... Nick and Silas were hot as an affair. As soon as they domesticated them, they sucked. Let it go. I don't give a fuck how much Michelle Stafford would like to work for Josh Marl. I don't give a fuck. The fans don't give a fuck. You want here to do a job? Do
0: it. So. Oof. Leave it alone. Well, Rodrigo, did you pick a whole show for Worst Story or did you pick something different? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I take
0: three stories
1: from one show.
0: Oh, dear God oh. in heaven. <laughs> dear God oh. in heaven. Rodrigo, that's the whole damn show.
1: Shit. eight
0: yeah. so, shit. That's the whole goddamn so, show. Get out of here, you two! I, get out. This whole
1: Shiloh shit, slash, Frankel drew, slash, Tender poisons, Alexis with rat that, all that shit did was make everyone realize that Charlie Alton was a horrible writer. She is a terrible writer that needed to retire. She retired at the right time. Bye, girl. Bye. bye, boy, bye they put Bye. The right bye. Time. She got tired, bad, pushed out, bad girl. You cannot write a soap. You cannot write. You cannot write. you ran sorry. her ass out just like Jean passing yeah, You Bobby. are terrible. You are terrible. Bobby. How do you manage to write so many horrible stories in one year. Horrible stories. This whole shallow shit never should have happened. It was dumb from the beginning. It's dumber even now. Franco Drew? Why? Why? If this was the direction you were going, why would you even want to go in this direction? It's stupid. And it was supposed to be, Roger Harvey talking about it, it's supposed to be a story all about Kim and Elizabeth. It's where? Where is it about Kim and Elizabeth? Never was, never was a story about Kim and Elizabeth at all. I don't know what these writers were thinking, what Shelley was thinking. This is disgusting. It, terrible. And then this whole Lexus getting poisoned by Keeper's sister. Keeper didn't have a sister back then. Back in that storyline, he was the only damn motherfucking child. He had no damn sister. Where the fuck did they get this from? Like, it made no sense. It made, some, of, some of the writers were probably mad at Nancy Lee politics or something because they put her through some dumb shit with their storyline because it made no sense. And for you not to have Alexis talk after this girl, let her know that yes, I will I would I ran your brother over and I would do it again, goddammit. He put his hands on my daughter, bitch. And you have her just sitting there watching this girl don't know how to act in her face, Not in her face. No. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. All those three storylines in one year on one show. Bad. Horrible. Shelly? Alright, don't write another show ever again. Don't write a school play. Don't write a school play ever
0: again. Don't do anything. Don't ever, ever. No. Oh, Lord, you just went in on her. (laughs) (laughs) No. All righty, so let's see. Tiggs, did you do your worst story? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you did the whole entire show. See, it was so bad when you were taking us through those bad stories. I blocked it out already. (laughs) All righty. Alan, did you do yours, too? Yes, Franco Gump. That's right. Okay, so now for these next four categories, we're going to go around the circle here and uh, we'll take the categories uh, one by one for the host. So, Alan, tell us who your best couple was of 2019.
1: Gabby. Stefan and Gabby were funny. Fire was here. They, cause they were more like, I would say if you had money for were playing the role, but they were fire when it turns out on the role. Funny, so, you know, on that fucking desk and. It. They were really hating each
0: other, and it, it was hot. It was some of the best characters I've ever seen out there. I wait, this is this decade. And then. They're talking now. And then Rodrigo, they come. You know, so we, we can cut it down. Uh, I mean, you said Rodrigo, just me cut it down. Stephanie Gabby is my favorite couple, too. Mm hmm. And hey, then. Man, do it do. Mm-hmm. Rodrigo, who it, is it. yours? Mm hmm. Well, I had a bit. I had time. Okay, okay, get out of here. We ain't got time. <laughs> I, I gotta be controversial in this podcast. So who's it gonna Debra be? Debra Liz Debra and Franco, and of course, Steffy and Debbie. hot as shit, they will fire. Uh,
1: Camilla and Brandon Barash, or just smoking hot. I can't wait to see what they do in twenty twenty. Um, and then another couple that like. I chose them just because they were sweet, they're sexy to look at, even though they don't have no storyline. But they're sweet and I in these past week they had a great scene this week is Chase and Willow or Gerald Oswald. I think they are beautiful to look at. I think they are it's like it reminds me of a classic old school falling in love type. Of conversation this week about, you know, you know, she wasn't pregnant. But it was one of the most honest discussions about yeah. wanting to be a parent or not. And when do you want to be a parent? When you want to you know you want to do your life your twenties. And then in your thirties you want to be a parent. And like if you accidentally have a baby, what are you gonna do? Like that dialogue alone I enjoyed a lot. So for the smoking hot Fire, Stephen Gowdy, for the sweet, earnest, young, falling-in-love couple is Chase and Willow. See, that's a damn problem. You see, that's a damn problem. When your hottest couple on a 56-year-old soap right? I know. There's the a new, the new bitch. It's a the new bitch. I know. <laughs> it's that's sad. sad. It's sad. Amen. It's sad, but like, hey. do no, nobody give a old- fuck about Chase. Don't nobody give a fuck about Willow, but they are cute together. They just like, nope. they are so cute. They are the cutest things. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> they are cute. They are so and that's cute. That's why you. That's what, it, it seems. That's why you need a Brooklyn Ashton. Yeah. Brooklyn oh. be, or you need, or you need a Serena Baldwin or a Christina Collins Come in there and fuck that shit up. Oh right, it's really, Oh, get Brooklyn up in there.
0: Yes. Yep. That's what you need. You need somebody there and fuck that shit up. Yes. You act like Brooklyn's gonna come up in there and start pagan chase. I mean, she she <laughs> needs to, goddamn. She needs to. Oh
1: my God, right. She needs to. I saw. I saw that clip on, on Twitter with her and Monica going at it. That's what the fuck you need to. do. That's why yeah. I said the general hospital. I said you need to be leaning this shit with the quartermates. Fuck a Sunny. Fuck a Cardi. Fuck them. Leave this shit with the cornerman and the goddamn hospital. The general hospital, motherfucker.
2: Leave this shit. Yeah. Sonny, call me no motherfucking Stephen Ozzy Hardy. They up there. kicking up Fuck you.
1: They're trying to say it like died. this. This guy, always calls Sonny a fucking degenerate. Like, Edward, yeah. they're like, you motherfucker. So shut up. You, you want to talk about this. Murdered yeah. his motherfucking grandfather. You want to talk about that history, like you knew like, like you were best friends. Like, everyone was, was entertained by Carly, but he still didn't like it. He was like, oh, yeah, he was not the L- got monty, but you still a trifling bitch. Fuck you. You still trashed. You don't support him, maybe, like, Sonny, you do fucking talk. So, no. You yeah. give me that bullshit, this, was, this this ass history,
0: no. Well, speaking of Carly and Sonny... They were my pick for the worst couple, and I think we can all agree with that. They're my worst couple, To build a show around... I'm done. I'm done with, them. I'm, done with them. I'm done I'm done I'm done. I'm done I'm done. I'm, done. I'm, done. I'm, done. I- I'm, I'm just so
1: done. I'm so fucking nuts. You that that right the right you I- I'm right sorry. Right like, like and they're trying to portray Sonny and Carly now as Stephen Hart Stephen Hart they're trying to debate them everyone's going to me for advice oh Sonny we miss you I was thinking about you Sonny what kind of advice you can give me about my marriage when they had Curtis talking to Sonny about marriage advice I was too damn through with those two why the fuck is Curtis going to Sonny about marriage advice with him and Carly they've been married six times you
0: dummy shit like why would you be- what Sonny is gonna, gonna tell, teach. Sunny gonna teach man. Curtis how to make sweet They're potato just, pie they on Thanksgiving. I just, I, I just, my, my
1: greatest hope is that they, they kill that baby. You kill that baby dog. Kill him. I don't care. Kill him. They need another kid to ruin anyway. Kill him. Let Let something happen and, and, and she die. And then Carly blames Sonny And then they just implode their marriage. See, that's one thing I will say about Bob, Bob and killing that little crack. Kill it. Kill it. I don't care if they're saying that they're a
0: crew member. Rest in peace, Miss Donna. That. No. I mean, no. Well, Tiggs, you're
1: There's on. A There's a reason our colleagues have been over here. Wright don't got no goddamn chemistry in the original. She never has, she never will. They, they believe this and they fight. Same thing with Vision with, with Brook. With with Torsa Kane, Catherine, Kelly Lane. Let, let Denise Richards have it. they got chemistry. Let Shauna have Reagan Brooke died the minute Ron Moss left. Let it go. Let that shit go. Same thing with Billy and Victoria. The day she was going left, and she was dead. Harrison Thompson and me Holland Holly got similar chemistry. Let that shit go. Bye. Just bring me to myself back so she can go back with um, Maurice and we can see, get Bobby back. that's what I said. Because that's what I said. Steve Burke should have never came back. They should have left Billy Miller as Jason. And they could have sent money that they gave Steve Burt to get this shit to Vanessa Marcel. See, Vanessa Marcel, she only on that bullshit because they won't give her enough money. If they give her enough money, her ass will bring her ass back to the suite of contracts. Give her enough money and she will. You pay her a motherfucking teen grand. She can't do that. She bring the motherfucking fire Bring the ratings, bring them up on fire. She can come back and get of that crap. She will come back a million, million viewers. A million plus viewers will come back. She, she deserves to get the same um, salary that Maurice Bernard got. Because you know that motherfucker still makes a million dollars a year, and she deserves it. That motherfucker making more than Jeannie France, and that's a crime shame. And you know the motherfucker is.
0: So, kids.
1: With his stud and right lines on his arm's ass. And you make a little grand to do nothing. But you get paid more than the motherfucking French who built this shit.
0: Fuck you. Tigs. That whole
1: goddamn show revolves around
0: Laura Vining. Breathe, child. That, breathe. That's bullshit. And yes,
1: goddamn, her name is Laura and goddamn. That's the name when Amy came looking for. The real Amy. not that sad ass. Hey, mm-hmm. the real age. Don't nobody want that little fat ass annoying ass girl on their school. Ooh, I don't girl. like her. Jesus a thousand. No fuck that <laughs> I <my>, like Brass. <laughs> that's my anybody. Her Nosey ass. Because she was one of the first motherfuckers that knew Carly's ass one not She knew from the moment she met her. They never like her. I don't know why, why you don't get that little they they don't make that nurse I Amy. Mean. Amy's daughter. Why you just do that? And just call. No, oh, they, they no. They should have made her non-existent. She fucking annoying, and she blamed me on Twitter. Fuck her. <laughs> oh my god. I don't give a fuck her and her old
0: handicapped ass brother. They were trying to that. I don't give a oh damn. Oh my god.
1: Thank you for your services. I don't give a fuck. I'm Alan tonight. Goddamn, I'm a rude bitch. I don't care.
0: Lord Jesus in the morning. Casey, the I just wanna make sure that Robin and Scorpio ain't gonna to have to come over there with the defibrillator to Tiggs's house. I just wanna make sure he's good. I little bit. Oh Lord, okay. Well, Rodrigo, speaking about characters we love or hate Uh, taking that all into account who is your most improved character in Soaps of 2019
1: like I said earlier with my best actor pick is Julian Jerome is my most improved character Um, like I said before this character should have been killed off. are you trying to kill Alexis I thought that was the end of him but from, from the miracle, the soap miracles, he is still on this show. And especially this year, Julian proved or tried, at least you saw it on screen, he tried to be a better man. He tried to do right. And no one believed him. And people would come in, like I said, come into his own bar, disrespected him in his own bar. And he just had to take it. I couldn't take it no more with Brad getting involved with this mess. But the character has really improved. He, you can tell Julian wants to have a better relationship with his kids. Is the way he's playing in this Wiley storyline, I get his motivation for what he's done. Like Cutting the brakes to kill Brad, okay, I get That's a little bit too far, but the motivation of why he did it is, was there because Brad pushed him too far to it. And I believe that. Because Brad is... Brad is another one that I think he's going to spread out easily. And Julian's going to be made to be the bad guy in this storyline, which I'm going to hate. But we'll see how this, this plays is, out. That's but, one of the reasons why I never want Michael to have that bitch. First of all, yeah. I hate Michael. And secondly, I, I just uh funny and yeah, I'm oh, gonna be difficult I don't know I don't want somebody are going to drag me yeah. in and Brad for all of this. I I don't want Michael to ever world. find out about this baby. I don't want him to ever find out about this baby. That's if I was a writer, Michael would never find out. And hit the fire. Or. Because this I, is I, so I, fucking stupid. Like, yeah. Sunny and Carly are going to milk this shit for all the tourists because they love playing dick. Sunny, you literally stole Michael from the quartermain. So you shut your bitch ass up. Carly, not only really did you steal Michael from the quartermain, but you tried to steal Spencer with the help of Jackson Nick. So you shut your bitch ass up too. You got to have sold babies mm-hmm. in your own right. But no, because this is a Corinto legally a Corinthos grandchild bitch. It ain't biologically, it's legally a Corinthos grandchild, oh, it's some bullshit. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. So uh, when this all comes out with the baby, hopefully they finally keep Julian around because I really think that character has really improved since that whole night disaster. Exactly. I mean they can keep him around. Because like yeah. Julian could have sold him from head up, trump jump. But that was Michael day, And Sonny and Carly's bitch asses would have been ungrateful and would have still been like, oh, well, fuck you. Oh, thank you for fuck you. So fuck Sonny and Carl. They're ungrateful asses don't
0: know <clears throat> shit. Well, maybe that's, you and know, the show. People literally saved Jason's life before him back to them. And they feel
1: it like shit. Fuck Sonny and Carl. That's why my, 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 my connection with G.H. is broken because of them. I just can't, I can't I, I can't.
0: I just, no. No. Maybe and this, this show, I just can't do it. Maybe they can take a page from William J. Bell's book because, you know, he kept the paternity secret on days for eight years. And, you know, when it exploded, it had just as much impact that Bill um, and Laura had that child because of Bill raping Laura. And so stories can make an impact exactly saying, and when it came out that mike had been the product of a rape you know the impact was still there and so you can still make an impact no matter how long you keep a secret and honestly the longer they keep the secret the more of an impact it will have because michael will have been robbed of these years with his child and then he will feel he will
1: feel Exactly the same way what AJ yeah, did. A.J. fell all those uh, years. So That's where it should go. Yeah. Fuck. It's only going to come coming out like two months from now, but uh, yeah, it is. It's gonna come out
0: doing February twelfth, and the, and and we get to to feel the fire of the Clanton family bringing down on poor Charles, it's like, oh my god. And Morgan's Penguins. Down, get it over with. You I know. Morgan will come back and it'd be just like how Jason was. I wish Morgan would come up in the dead
1: and eat them motherfuckers. Hate them. The same way Jason hated the quarterbacks, Hate them oh, motherfuckers. Hate them and then go fuck hey, with them. Go fuck with them. It never happening if that was like what he said. So Morgan doesn't work me. That's a shame. Well, and like, well, like I said, like I said, let kill he's. Mo. If this show gets canceled, ain't nobody gonna give a fuck about Sonny Corinto. So shut up. Bye. Exactly. Bye. Ain't nobody he's gonna give a fuck about Sonny Corinto. It's show canceled anybody
0: don't care, so fuck him. Fuck him. Well, Tig, Shit. who is your least improved character of 2019?
1: Eve of fucking Donovan. Eve Donovan. I'm like, it ain't no shade to cast in the bottom She's been great. But I'm so sick of ca- I'm so picky. Hold on to this bullshit ass. She was Jennifer from 30 years ago. It's sad. It's pathetic. I'm tired of it. There's so much they can do with Eve. So much they can do with Eve and not having Charles Shaughnessy on the show. I'm like, look, he is roughly what, ten years old and then, well, uh, about seven years older than Cassidy Power. Cassidy the Power don't look her age. Yes, she's fifty six, but she don't look her age. With, her, with the
2: you know, with the gray hair, Charles Shaughnessy look about 70. <laughs> they, can, they, can be, they can be no, no, and there's no hey, they
1: can be father and dog. I need a scene between Eve and Shane. I need that ground her and move her away from Jennifer's body. Nobody cares. If you ain't gonna bring on Mike Horton to nurse her back to health and she create some, you know, because that's what I said. like, maybe he should develop, a me- like, a malady. has a medical malady. You know, cast the five crop for about two, three months, then she gonna die, and okay, nobody nurse her back to health and And then they fall in love, and Jennifer throws that like, hisky fucking dick. That's how you can keep this shit going. If you want to keep it going, it's just that damn little boy. But, like, he just looks fucking pathetic. Like, all this shit with Jack, she was pathetic.
0: That was so it was stupid.
1: Pathetic. It was stupid and pathetic. <laughs> like, if she would have ended all her anger toward Ben, that would have been great. But, yeah, you know, Cassie the Pop, we got her Emmy real. She snapped on Ben, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, other than that, she, she should have gave me something. A little bit more than that. She didn't.
0: But yes, her being stuck in 1988. In <laughs> well, I'm going to turn things over to Alan, because it is time for the special Alan Sarapa Award of the hottest male star on a soap opera this past year. Alan, who wins your special award? It
1: was her shoes. They have so many men I like on soaps. I've been to my hole, and my whole today says, Mark Rose,
2: he, he has a great face, great cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a Republican that's going to fuck
1: you when I go home to his wife. So, yeah,
0: I'm early into that. Yeah. And then, Tiggs, who do you have for the hottest female star? Camilla Bannon. Okay. Camilla Vanna's like no matter what. I don't give a fuck
1: what the budget is over there. Camilla said, "Oh girl, I'm gonna go over to um to Fashion Nova and I'm gonna just wear some shit I bought last week." Okay. And
0: she does that. Love her. And then before we get into talking about the true best and worst stuff of the year in terms of story and plot structure and soaps uh, behind the scenes stuff. We've got one more category left that deals with our favorite characters. So Rodrigo, we'll start with you here. Who do you think is most in need of a story or a makeover on a soap? Um, Ava
1: Jerome. and I you know I keep saying you know more is the best actors in daytime but they don't give her the best stories in daytime and that's a problem because uh, she deserves the best so my wish for Aver 2020 is when she gets out of this hospital she will be fucking up some casted men
2: okay and um yeah she will be a boss bitch in 2020 her and trina will be on top of <laughs> her and
1: trina will be running for charles's the high art gallery and they're going to have their own little Met gala at ava's gallery or something and like they're going to start turning shit around and ava jerome is just going to be that bitch Boy Charles, they have to kiss her finger. they have to kiss her ring, all this shit. They need to give her a story worthy of this actress, because I'm sick and tired of more taking shit storylines and turning them around. Like, she should be getting gold stories and making them even richer, so...
0: What about you? Who do you think is most in need of a story or a makeover? No, mm mm. And then Tiggs, what about you? Who is your character most in need of a story or a makeover? Abby, motherfucking no, but Abby is the easiest person
1: to write on The Young and Restless, and they don't do it. Abby needs to be recast and written for. always so seems like a nice girl, but no, fuck that. A nice girl. We need a Julie Berman. Julie, 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 Berman. Julie Berman. Julie Berman fuck that shit up. Yeah. be fully. Well, you are an abbot in the newman, you little bitch. You need to be like. I need her to be saying that shit to Victoria. Be like, oh, 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 are you are you mad? Are you mad because our father loved my mother? He loved her so much she had to go snatch his firm to create me. Mm-hmm. Like, like your, your, your mother has been. Your mother has been the better part of forty years going back and forth with our father. He's always respected my mother. I, because they need to say that. especially when it comes to Adam and yeah. Nicholas and Victoria treat Adam an Abby. Like they were like, like, like how Arnold Schwarzenegger had a baby with me. No. <laughs> Victor loved Ashley and he married her. Tiggs, On West, one of our... He loved That's her what? and That's he married what?
0: her. I
1: don't want to ever understand why... And Adam
0: never teamed up. That's, That's exactly what those yeah. are the outcasts. They are the two outcasts of that family
1: that should be teaming up. Remember when AJ and Sky teamed up on G H? Because so they were the uh, outcasts yes. and no one gave them no respect in that family. And they were have said, I didn't really care for that whole like guy the quarterman line because like she yeah, always be Adam's daughter. She's a champ. She she always, sky's a champ. Sky yeah. champ. Yeah. but I, I, I did enjoy I did I enjoyed the being on so all the It was everything to me. And she she ended up, because she worked on GH. Like I didn't really like the little teen on one like Liz, but I did. She worked on GH. And that's why I always said. Like sky should be on that camera canvas a the way. Mm-hmm. And if Scott, if Robert Christopher don't want to do she show there with Matt Crane on him, she do know that damn phone. Gina Toneyo. Gina told You Gina Toneyo can be Scott. I'm
2: telling you. She sure can be. She can go in there and tell Michael, listen, here you go. Listen. I'm going to run this damn company. Because your father loved you. He wanted you. And you
1: had a chance to be there with the family. But as soon as Sonny got shot, he yeah. turned back yeah, into a little bitch. Got Amen. A
0: side, man. Amen. A little two-faced ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, a, little ass. Side, bitch. Oh, can't stand Michael. Pick a side. Pick a side, bitch. Can't stand Michael. Pick a side. Well, my, my character most in need of a story or makeover is the one, the only, Phyllis, Summers, Romilotti, Romilotti, Abbott, Newman, Abbott, Newman. Yes. You got got Michelle Stafford as a guest star? Like she is on a sitcom? Like she is Bev on Roseanne popping up every two episodes? Enough! First of all, you let Gina motherfucking Duchess Tognoni, go. Because you wanted Stafford back for this show to feel more like The Younger, The Restless. Okay, where's the story? Where's the (laughs) Phyllis (coughs) calling Abby a cunt bitch behind her back is not a story. That is not a story. I'm so tired of it. Michelle fucking Stafford is a guest star on your show ridiculous if i was michelle i'd leave again because what what does she ne- I'll take it back no what does she need in a soap opera for she runs a successful skincare line what is she needing a soap opera for michelle girl look if they don't give you a story in 2020 let go let god child i'm uh, let me call your manager. We can speak, and I can give you sound advice, girl, because let go, let God, if they don't give you a story in 2020. Oh. Well, anyway, we'll go ahead and combine these two categories, and we'll start with Tiggs. Tiggs, who was your best head writer and your best executive producer of this past year in so? My best head writer is Ron Calabas. Like, I may not
1: like everything that goes on on days when it comes to writing, but I, I like it the best. So, it's Ryan Carmelbody. It, it, it's a three-piece. Like, he saved on to Live. He saved the age. He saved the days. The haters don't hate. My best exec- executive producer is Ken Corday. Yes, we didn't talk shit about him. Yes. And it's been deserved. But he has been sticking the move, sticking the move, sticking the move, fighting to keep the show on air. Like between the time jump and getting the show renewed way before it should have been renewed, that's great. That is great. Brad Bell he does enough to get by. Frank Valentina girl, you should've been by Anthony Marina is good, but then you know, Josh, we forgot that, got that whole EP credit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Ken Corday, him and Greg Me, they have done what the fuck they needed to do. They secured for 2020, so I appreciate that.
0: And then Rodrigo, I mean Tiggs. Before we move on to Rodrigo to get his thoughts. Who would you counter with and say was your worst head writer and your worst executive producer? Shelly Auburn and Frank Ramazzini. Period. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, that says more than you know. <laughs> oh, Lord, hiring people out of parking lots. Uh, Rodrigo, who was your best head writer choice and your best executive producer? And then who would you counter with for your worst head writer and your worst EP? Uh, I'm just going to jump. I'm going to piggyback
1: off to best head writer. rock Ron Carlotti. Um, You may not like hate or love him. The man is a champion of daytime. He is a champion of this genre. He loves it. He loves what he does. And that's, I can always, I can only ask a writer who actually loves what the fuck he's doing to do his best. You may not like what Rod does. I certainly don't like everything he does. He's one of those writers. He can do. He can be the best, and then when he's the worst, he is the worst. But at the same time, the man loves daytime, and I appreciate his love for this genre, and it's genuine. It's not fake. It's not phony. I love interacting with him on Twitter. Don't fuck with him because he will send you right
0: back. Gene Passanante. Don't try try it with him.
1: Yeah, even your old old co-workers, he will send you back to where you came from. Don't come with him. Don't come for him. Uh, Best executive producer, Cat Corday, Greg Ming, Albert Alar, that whole team over there, days. Again, champions of daytime. These guys... Love the genre. They love the fans. They do what they can for the fans. Just look at Day of Days. And you can see what they do for the fans of this genre. Um, them doing, they, getting the show renewed early, getting this cast back to work early. Um, you, you just can tell they care about what they do. I not My worst head writer, Piggyback on taste again, shiny all the <laughs> girl, uh.
2: you, girl, enjoy
1: your little retirement, girl, because you are not writing any more shows, the way you butchered this damn show, with your nonsensical stories, and not knowing your goddamn history, I have never known, and she said it in the press. And you have the nerve to say in the press you don't even listen to, you don't go to history on your shows, you don't you don't care about the history about the shows you write because you write shit out your ass, and you know it doesn't make any sense. And thank God you're gone. Thank you. Bye, bye. Like don't want to hear nothing from you no more. Worst executive the producer Frank Valentini, you another like one. Don't give a fuck about what people think. Because you sit, you make a dollar fifteen cents. That's the only reason you're still on this show. Because you you're a good budget person. That is the only reason you're still on here. And that's not a good reason to still be on the show. Okay, saving money. Okay, then what? What else can you do? Like that's all you can do. To just your, your direction doesn't make no sense. It, it, yeah. You are the worst. You are the
0: worst. No wonder this this award was named after you, because you are named after... You are the award of worst executive producer. He is. You live up to your name. We did give him the Frank Valentini award for worst executive producer. (laughs) Yeah, and you deserve it all. Hmm. And Alan, who is getting your worst head writer, your best head writer your Worst Executive Producer for the Frank Valentini Award, and your Bill Bell Memorial Award for the Best Executive Producer. Best
1: headwriter is obviously Ron. I think we all agree that he's the most consistently entertaining headwriter on films right now. Worst head writer is Shelley Altman, obviously presenting in Suck. I can't think of one... Story on Jaroslaw here, like you say, with a straight face, it was oh, 100% good. There's a lot of crying and grays and fucking rape. It was, wasn't entertaining. The SCP goes to Ken Gorday because, say we do a lot of will about him, he has a lot of faults. They got a shower dude, and we got two web series from the no other show. No other stuff is doing that. Trying to keep the show alive. Thank you for it. Now we're CP, I'm gonna for everyone else. not you know we kinda you of, does uh, yes, you fire. But Brad Bell, There's only one show all year. There's only about five people. That's bullshit.
0: So I have a couple different choices than the rest of the group here. So for the worst head writer for me, I'm choosing Josh Griffith just because he returned to a show without a vision. His stories last only two weeks. Why did we have a Victoria throwing a knife at Victor's portrait and a CEO story climax without a story? How do you climax a story when there was no story to begin with? I tell you what, though, you know, he may get the best head writer award because that's an art form in itself. To climax the story when you didn't even write a story to begin with. Shit. And then, best head writer, it's already been said, Ron Calavardi. Who leaves it on the floor each and every day? I mean, he is the Mara West of head writers. He is somebody who goes in there. He knows his job. He knows his craft. He knows the history of a show he didn't even grow up on. He went to Dan Kroll's Soap Central and read those character profiles. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and he slayed the day every day. He keeps the sand flowing through that hourglass. Uh, for the Frank Valentini Award of Worst Executive Producer, Frank Valentini himself. Congratulations, darling. I know you like to grin really hard in your pictures, but you gotta start producing a show if you wanna keep your job. Um, Bill Bell Award for Best Executive Producer. Y'all may hate me a little because I'm actually giving it to Brad Bell. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) I give it to him because... I know, look, I know it's the unpopular opinion, but I didn't want to choose those 48 executive producers at Days of Our Lives. I give him this award because... One, he keeps his show looking familiar in terms of you're always going to see Brooke and you're always going to see uh, Eric and you're always going to see the character of Ridge even though Thorsten Kay is not my biggest choice for that. I'm not his biggest cheerleader when it comes to that role. Um, I felt like you also see the same dynamic, you know, bold is consistently what it's been about. It's still about the same people. And also he's got a glamorous show. I mean, the bold and the beautiful looks amazing and it is not easy to be an executive producer of a soap in this day and age and keep your show looking as good as it does. Um, it literally looks as slick as ever. um, easy Were you the most possible in the world okay do you do? <laughs> when you're watched by 30 million people a day around the world you get some money from that <laughs> um so now we have made it to the big awards tigs kick us off what was your best soap of the year and what was your worst soap of the year Worse over GH.
1: Hello, Sonny and Curly one and shit is gonna always be worse. My best
0: is days. And then like they
1: have been scrapping and fighting and goddamn it's like Big Mama. Big mama didn't cut her foot off. She got diabetes. <laughs> she talking shit. Like fuck that. I don't want no goddamn pants. I want some salt and pepper in this
0: motherfucker. That's Dave. And then, Tiggs, what was your best hope of the whole decade as we head into 2020? Dave, Dave because
1: even though they've had their license fees slashed like a motherfucker, they've been slashing away at this shit like they was Michael Myers in that motherfucker. Been <laughs> slashing away at the license fees. And, and NBC, been, been, they've they been swinging at X. Between an X. But thankfully them having Jay Leno's bitch ass on at nine PM, ten PM that didn't work for them. Them trying to find a hit in a prime time lineup for years on end didn't work for them. And one of their confidences has always been David I Like that shit. People love that
0: shit. Mm-hmm. Just like Law & Order SVU. There will always be days. days. There will
1: always be days. You know, why and r yes. They have the biggest audience. D&D has the biggest worldwide audience. You know, and then, you know, G-H, ABC can cut their ass off at any time. So they need to, they need to get up off that bullshit. ABC can get you ass off at any time. They own y'all. Ain't no licensing and Ain't no contracts. and no renewals. Because you bitch so at any time. Give the motherfucking program, okay? Instead of it
0: being a sunny-nose fest, give it the motherfucking program. And then, Rodrigo, take us through your soap thoughts this past year and even this past decade. What was your best soap of this past year, your worst of this past year, and, of course, your best of the whole entire decade.
1: So my best soap of 2019 is "Games of Our Lives. even though it started off shady, um, with this whole MAGA Jack and Race of Eve and that whole immigration shit was a huge turnoff, but they turned themselves around with John and land's anniversary and that whole, and then the time jump that just, you know, made me forget about all that other shit that happened in the year. And they're in it to win it. They want to stay alive. They want to produce good shows. They are fighting for their lives, and I appreciate them. Worse, so is the Young and the Restless for me. Um, that show is unwatchable. There's no direction of that show. When you waste a Michelle fucking Stafford and you want her so damn bad you fired a Gina fucking Cagnoni to get her back and you don't even do anything with her, you are the worst. So power of the year. Because there's no excuse for the ham-handed horrible storyline telling that Josh Griffin Josh Griffin is telling on this show. There's no excuse for it. I don't give a fuck what's going on behind the scenes to even produce such dumb shit in my life. I can't get through an epi- a whole I can't get through a whole episode yet on a the reference. There's sometimes I don't even watch the show. That's how bad it is. I go on Twitter just to see what's going on sometimes. I it's unwatchable for me. Best show of the decade. Well, in terms of buzz and things that did happen, the people that did come on the show and stuff, and just because it's the most talked about on Twitter and whatnot, is I would say General Hospital. Now, before anybody gets on gets on me for that. But you think about it, when the show turned to Frank and Ron, when it was just, when one life was ending, the show was about to be dead, it was about to be canceled, and then Frank and Ron come in there and just give, breathe new life and energy onto the show. And I would have given it a day, but days didn't get, it was just, days were just horrible during that time period until so Ron came in and saved it. Um why just had too many issues and problems behind the scenes. Bold, so except for the Avon years, Bold really didn't really do anything for me during that decade, but GH always had something going on. Um, even creating the character made with Jerome and it was your own family back in there, and the 50th anniversary. When they did it right, and they didn't, um, they knew how to do a 50th anniversary. Bringing back old characters back and just creating new stories. So, GH was my best show of the decade.
0: And Alan, talk to me about the year in soaps here as we wrap up, and then talk to me about the decade in soaps.
1: Well, obviously, best soap was Days of Our Lives. I think I almost fucking rewitted it. It was the best soap, even with Matt and Jack and all that. You had
2: some curses running around in the cold mask, which was great. And time jump. You had
1: freaking Gabby, fucking Vicki, Lonnie, jump. You know, the all shirt. shirt That was great. And it was just the most entertaining show here year, even with the bumps in the road. obviously goes the be restless because there's nothing going on. Going for this podcast, I would quit that damn show tomorrow. I already watch it so I can bitch about the show on here, but yeah. How do you come up to hire someone who you're scared to honor a show and you had no fucking plans for a show other than going back to what he wrote in 2013? It doesn't make any sense. Did he even present a fucking Bible to lose one before he got hired? I doubt it, but it's horrible. That's over the decade. That's hard, but even with the, even the Higgly years, I would give it a day because even with the rough years, I still think like it's probably the most consistently entertaining show in a decade. Even going back to the Tom Selle years, where they had like Victor and Marlena playing the rape tape at the wedding, <laughs> and they were <looking> gold.
0: <sighs> yeah, days. Well, for me, I have to agree with you guys. I think the best soap of the year was definitely Days of Our Lives. How could it not have been Days of Our Lives? I mean, what, was I going to choose a visionless Y&R or a fucked up general hospital that's like a soap opera on meth or where nothing ever happens, bold and beautiful? It's Days of Our Lives, the most entertaining, the most... Frankly, character-driven. And I say that because the characters are themselves. I turn on Days of Our Lives, and I'm watching Days of Our Lives. I turn on The Young and the Restless. I'm like, uh, where's the real Phyllis? Where is she? Where is Victor and Ashley's daughter, Abby? Like, who's this girl? But you turn on Days of Our Lives, and you know it's Days of Our Lives. Uh, The worst soap, I have to give it to General Hospital. Uh, between overgrieving of children and rape constantly and uh, bad actors in these three-week storylines, I couldn't. I have yet to turn on General Hospital again. I haven't watched an episode since April because I couldn't take it anymore. I had to tune out of such a mess of a show. Um, I see it getting better, so I'm going to tune back in soon and see what's going on there. Um, and then for the best soap of the decade, I have to go with Days of Our Lives. Uh, between Kristen's return under Eileen Davidson and then again under Stacey High Duke, and then um, the gays being front and center like Daytime has never had LGBT stories before. Um, like Alan mentioned, even during the Dina Higley hears, you know that is just a small portion of how days has really thrilled me this past decade. uh, The disaster was one of my favorite stories at Lexi's benefit when it exploded in the earthquake um you know, before their budget was slashed so much that they used that blue office of Kayla's as everything from a hotel to a train station to an airport to a private jet to a McDonald's and an In-N-Out burger. Um, But anyway, yeah, Days of Our Lives was truly the best soap of the decade. And honestly, I feel like it was the only soap in this past decade that wanted to be saved at a time where nobody cared about soap operas. Um and if they got canceled tomorrow or not. Uh Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on social media? They
1: can find me
0: at the best club. And Rodrigo, where can our listeners find you as they listen to somebody's T V in the background? <laughs>
1: roll 81. And before I stop, I forgot to tell my hottest male star of twenty nineteen is Marcus Coloma. cast My buscaster on
0: your hospital. Oh child, we all want to ride him. We know that. <laughs> that ain't a secret. We all want to do things mean, Marcus, that are not legal know, to him. Marcus, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> call me baby. <laughs> call me baby. Eight six seven five. <sighs> Rodrigo, anyone. Follow me. Rodrigo my goodness with Marcus Coloma <laughs> you are like Jack Wagner all <laughs> I need and then Alan where can our listeners find you and
1: you
0: can find me And our show on Twitter. Our show is at Soap Underscore Chat, and then you can find my personal Twitter Riva's Clone at Clone Riva. Um, I just want to take the time to thank all the uh, soap opera fans out there for really welcoming us into the podcast community uh, throughout this first season. It's been a blast. Uh we've had a lot of fun. We can't wait to see uh you guys again in January and deliver all the hot topics and mess of the soap opera genre. Um and I want to take some time to thank my awesome co-host Alan Tiggs Rodrigo. Couldn't have done this without a better panel. Um Merry Christmas. To all. Thank you, Colin. I know <laughs> you guys are amazing. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all of our Soap Chat listeners, and have a happy New Year! And we will see you guys in January.
1: Bye, y'all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, y'all. It's gonna be some bullshit in 2020, so let's get ready. Let's ready. Let's get ready, let's get ready on, for 2020. Bye. Come find me on Twitter. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>